Um, do, 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 do. Welcome to the stage, yada, yada, yada. Uh, there's supposed to be an intro here, but uh, apparently we're having technical difficulties. Uh, welcome to the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's supposed to be Ryan over there, but I think we're having an issue. So when I say hello, ask him to say hello, I doubt I'm going to get a response. Uh, say hello, Ryan. No, that's very unfortunate. Well, well, it's it's rare for us to have technical difficulties. We haven't had that happen in a long time, so uh, I don't know if you can hear me or not, Ryan. But I can't hear you. Uh, I'm assuming nobody else can either. Uh, how about you guys? The OG army I see are forming up in the chat box. Can you hear Ryan or just me? All right, it's showing that he's online on my side. Okay, well, so we, I'm here. There you You're are. Saying you okay. okay. Yeah, th th I couldn't hear you before that point. If you uh, put out any noise before that, I was unaware of it. Well, son of a bitch. So let's just go back to this then. Well, we I don't hear anything, Ryan. Uh, that's just just dead air that you're going back to. Some things went horribly wrong. We need one of those little sign cards to put up in front of the video screen at this point. That says, uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Uh, so, see, we know well, Ryan's so, there. Yeah, okay, there yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm absolutely here. Apparently, you're not getting any samples to come through correctly, which is super weird. No, what you have, and we had so much new stuff too. Oh well, um, but anyways, I'm uh, Passive J. That's Ryan over there. This is the Other Ground Live. I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. I always appreciate seeing you guys. So, Ryan, how did your day go? You know, it feels like a fucking Monday. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I have no clue what day it is. I'm barely aware of the seasons at this point. Uh, it's getting warm. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, this whole, you know, you not having to work thing. Lucky you. But uh, with me, yeah, the whole Monday or the whole Tuesday after a long weekend, like it just feels like everyone's trying to fit Monday into Tuesday. Oh, yeah. They can all go to hell. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, um, when I'm working, I have the opposite uh, thing going on for holidays like this. I work Memorial Day, so while everyone else is getting a three-day weekend, I'm getting a one-day weekend uh, or sometimes a no-day weekend. Sometimes I just work the entire week straight. Uh, depends on whether or not I can find somebody to work the Tuesday or not. Um, but obviously not right now. They uh, maybe maybe mid June, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, because as much fun as this is uh, to be off work and have absolutely nothing to fucking do, uh, I can only imagine this is going to play hell on my taxes. I can only imagine what that's uh, going to look like at the end of the year. You actually pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, not a ton. I I have it well, not normally. I normally have it set up that I get it like uh, like last year we got five hundred dollars back, which I thought was fabulous. That means I did it almost exactly right. Uh, I don't plan on getting. I don't want to get a big tax return back. That means I gave the government a loan at zero percent interest for absolutely no reason. Um, some people don't look at it that way. They're like, "Yeah, I got a big tax return." I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's your money though." <laughs> So, but whatever, like, uh, I had to explain to my wife cause she was used to getting a, a fairly large tax return back. Uh, and I said, well, that means you're just not doing your fucking thing. Your exemptions, right? You, you don't want to get a big tax return back. Uh, hyper, you know, hypothetically speaking, when it happens, it's always nice, but we're not in a position where we're getting like a big tax, uh, exemption and rebates where, where you would actually be getting money back that you didn't pay in like a welfare people and such like that. So being the working class poor, I want to break even if I can. Yeah, I was more so just talking about you actually, you know, paying taxes. I just figure if you were, if you were a drain on society, you would be all around. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I actually pay that shit. Uh, from what I understand, it's a poor idea uh, not to. <laughs> but that being the case, this year I don't think it's gonna. There's no way it's gonna be coming even. I'm sure I'm gonna have to owe a shitload of taxes. So I'm thinking about that in the back of my head uh, for the next six months or so. Well, best of luck with that. <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding uh so let's see i do have topics as always uh let's see what i can bring up here a couple few uh, my workout went pretty good today it's always one of my favorites which is uh bench press chest workout that sort of thing um i was happy to find out uh at first i was in trouble you gave me i think 
four different exercises or maybe even five to do today. And I thought I was going to have to skip one of them because, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that you recommended was a, a lat pull down. Like, well, I, obviously I don't have a machine for that. So I started, went to the internet and tried to find uh, other, uh, um, by the way, your mic gains up pretty high. I can hear you fumbling around and such like, and I normally can't hear that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, so I went to the internet to find a uh, exercise I can do instead of a lat pull down, and it turns out uh, a pull up is, is recommended as well. I'm like, oh, that's awesome! I have a pull up bar. I used to like doing pull ups. I could never do a ton of them, but I re was routinely doing uh, three to five sets of like start off with like uh, I think I would get up to eight or nine, then like six, and then five and five and five and four. So I could never do a ton, but I could do a reasonable amount. Uh, so I went over to the pull-up bar, hopped on it, and could not do one fucking pull-up. Not one, dude. Not a single one. Uh, th that's one of the more frustrating issues I've had uh, since coming back here. Because while I knew it was not a strong point for me, because most people can do way more than eight or nine in their first uh, first attempt, um, I had started last time from being able to do fucking none. <laughs> so I knew how much of a struggle it was to get up to that. Uh, so I almost skipped the, the lat pull down. I didn't think there was anything else I could do. I went on, I went on with my workout and, uh, did all the other things I was recommended. Uh, but at the end of the workout, I was frustrated about the entire thing. So I went back to the internet and found that as it turns out, the bent over barbell row row is also a good, uh, alternative for lat pull downs. And that's one of my favorite fucking uh, lifts because I've do did that all the time when I was working out. So I, th I threw that onto the end of my workout, ended up doing all the lifts that you recommended and yay me. <laughs> yeah. You really should be doing pull-ups as opposed to, uh, to bent over rows. But if you can't do any, yeah, you may need to figure out some other way of doing it. You shouldn't be doing just a ton of bent over rows, like multiple times per week. Like, Oh, well, that uh, pull down is really there for a pull up. Okay. Oh well. Um, in this case, they they were not uh, uh, dumbbell rows. They were barbell rows. If that makes any difference. Not really. Not much. Okay. Um, although I don't mind working the lat muscles more more often than less. Uh, when I was in shape, it was since I liked doing uh, bent over rows so much. It was one of the few parts that I was you know getting improvement on. And it doesn't take much to make you look bigger. Uh, I've noticed uh, when you're working on the back area. Yeah, but we're looking to like build you up the right way and not overloading like singular movements. Right, right, right. I understand that. So, well, that's going to be the plan is just do different workouts uh, for for the lat down pulls until I can get back to doing multiple push up pull ups again. So, but overall, I was pretty happy with the workout. Anyways, it it was a long one. It went a little over an hour. Uh, I've noticed that you alternate some. Uh, Pretty, very, pretty widely. Some of my workout days are only 35, uh, maybe 40 minutes, and some of them are a bit over an hour. Yeah, it just depends on how quickly you move through things. Yeah, I normally have everything on a timer. Um, I get a minute and a half between each uh, repetition, and then a minute and a half uh, between lifts uh, to like reset and you know. And it, if I have to stop and do something right quick, it'll be I'll do it between uh, different lifts, obviously. Uh, but I do it that way because uh, normally when I'm working, I'm in a hurry and I don't have time to dawdle. So being regimented and doing everything to exact timings, uh, timing keeps me going on a, a set pace. Fair enough. But right. yeah, like mm -hmm. if you're on a time crunch, yes, it's fine to do that. If not, you should like learn just to kind of listen to your body and, and get things done as you as you need. Okay, so you that that preempted my what I was about to ask you. You don't use any timers for your your time between reps or anything like that. Shit, no, man. Hmm. Okay, because at one point I did like three minutes between the. Uh, uh, reps when I was lifting a lot heavier than after that I moved it down to 90 seconds because uh, the three minutes didn't seem like it gave me much of an advantage over the 90 and I prefer less set like I said less time between sets than more when I can get away with it if nothing else it gives you more of a cardio workout a lot of times uh, into my workout I will get it into like the uh, actual fat burning range and shit like getting your cardio and your heart rate up into the, like the 120s and such yeah, see, this is something you'll just learn over time. And once you get to the point that you really understand your body, like at that point, you will just be able to self-regulate how long you should be you know, resting between sets. 
Right, right. And I was getting some of that too as well. Um, it turns out it was normally pretty close to that anyways. Um, but at the time I was uh, trying to make sure that I gave it the full 90 seconds because um, I didn't trust myself regulating. And obviously I didn't want to get into it too soon and cheat myself out of a, of a set basically because I didn't rest enough between it. So, but it, it's a learning process. Yeah, you'll get there sometime, you know, in your 60s, you'll you'll actually be an intermediate lifter. Yeah, I know. Since I'm start, I started in my 40s. What do you want from me, man? I can't believe I haven't, you know, like fucking broke a limb off or something like that yet. <laughs> well, we haven't given you anything that difficult. No, not yet. But, uh, oh, let's see. What do we got for old topics? Well, you got anything you specifically want to talk about before I uh, go into the stupid shit that I thought of during the day? I have absolutely nothing. Like I said, today was a gigantic pain in the ass where it seems mm-hmm. everyone decided they wanted to fill up the calendar because there wasn't a Monday to fucking fit two days worth of work into one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's, it's amazing. Cause well, no, actually it's not amazing. Cause this was uh, sprung upon you guys suddenly, correct? Where you had no clue that you were only going to have four work days to work with this week. Right. I mean, that has to be why yeah. all these people are running around like fucking idiots. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't find out until Monday morning that I didn't have to work. Right. <laughs> See, with us, that's not the nature of our uh, job. Obviously, uh, if we're closed for a day for some reason or another, we just start back up the next day. We don't have like you know um, extra rounds of golf that we have to pick up or extra meals that we have to make or anything like that. We just you know we don't really break stride. And since it's not a pro for-profit business it's you know not a huge deal uh as long as it's not our fault (laughs) it's it's kind of weird working in a place that's not intending to make money uh because of the nature of the company uh basically the country club is owned by the members and when you become a member you receive ownership of part of the country club a very small part obviously and i can hear you typing (laughs) did you change your setup or something no, so I restarted, and I think a lot of the settings that I had on this uh, mixer right. aren't quite working the way that they normally do. Okay, well, we'll struggle through it, because obviously you don't want to restart the entire thing. We, 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 we might not never, ever get you back. <laughs> but as I was saying, working at a place that's nonprofit in that nature, uh, it's not a charity or anything like that, obviously. Uh, but since the people that use the business, the customers or the owners, things are set up weird. As I've mentioned before, uh, like for instance, the restaurant's not set up to uh, make money. It's actually loses money every year. And then they do, do an assessment at the end of the year to make up the difference. Uh, they do it that way. So that prices can be set at what appears to be something reasonable. So they feel like they're getting value out of the club. So they'll still pay like 35 or 40 bucks for a steak dinner, but the steak, but it's a steak dinner that would have cost them like 80 to hundred dollars at a normal spot. That sort of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but because of that, uh, lots of things that would be that would fuck up a regular business doesn't really af- affect our business. Like, for the most part, if we can ever go back to work, um, it'll just be a shitty year for the club, and they're going to have to go back on some of their cash reserves uh, to cover all the losses from the members not actually using the club because they do make money in, in certain areas and apply it toward the areas that they don't make money at. So it, it, it is better for the club to be used in general than not used. Uh, but basically, this means that we probably won't get a raise this year or and our holiday bonus might suck a little bit because a lot of the members aren't going to give as much because they weren't there as much. Um but other than that, I think that's probably going to be the uh, end effect of uh, it on my particular work. Uh, and I feel bad because lots of people can't say that. This is really, really going to fuck up lots of businesses long term. And not just for the CEOs and the people that own the companies and things like that. Because nobody uh, is going to um, offset other people's loss with their own. Like these, these uh, companies and CEOs aren't going to make less money next year. It's just that the employees probably won't get a raise next year. Or if they normally got bonuses, maybe they won't get a bonus. That sort of shit, you know? Uh, so it, it, it just sucks overall for almost everybody. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like, it's going to be an entire shock. And, like, we're already kind of prepared for it going into, like, fourth quarter everything's going to be down for everyone, which is going to impact everything for 2021. 
Right, right. And, you know, for me, it's been small things like my 401k is down like 25% <laughs> of, of uh, in like like one month. <laughs> so, but it, but it wasn't a huge amount, but still that's thousands and thousands of dollars. That's uh, out of my, out of my 401k. And since I'm not retiring anytime soon, uh, that, that doesn't really phase me because it's just a number until you cash it out. Uh, and I have no intention on cashing it out anytime soon. So I'm sure there's going to be like another upturn before, before I'm out of that game, out of that game, so to speak. Well, yeah, this would have actually been the time to up your contribution. Right, right. Well, if I was at work, I might. <laughs> yeah, I, I is, it wouldn't. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, when we go back to work uh, the next time, I'm not sure if they let you change it at any time, or if you have to, or if it's one of those things that you have to hit it at a certain time. But I should look into. Um, no, you that. can you can do that at any time. Okay, that's kind of what and I thought. I did, yeah, and I would suggest anyone does it until we get back to like the pre-COVID stock level. Your your buying power is basically at an all-time high right now yeah see and, and that for the 401k it's not uh as awesome as pensions were for most people um unfortunately that's kind of gone away they even got rid of it at our country club although surprisingly enough that within the last five or ten years uh there i know people that had their uh pension cashed out for a 401k they you know they said basically okay we're not going to do pensions anymore for anybody who retires anybody who is eligible for a pension at this point we will cash you out and then they offered them uh, like a basically a shitload of money and put it in their 401k for them. So mo most of the people I knew that had pensions didn't really complain. So it must've been a good number, although I don't know what it was. Um, but if you work it right, it can be pretty good. Uh, one, the head bartender at work um, has been working there for at least as long longer than I have. Uh, that's 15 years. Um, and he's a younger guy. He's, I think he's just now 40. So he started working at that place in his 20s as like the assistant bartender. Uh, and he was lucky enough to marry a pretty girl who was actually smart. Uh, and apparently, I don't know. Oh, yeah, she's some sort of scientist. She works in like a chemical lab or some shit like that and makes fat cash. Uh, so the entire time that this guy has been working there, uh, he's had like 50% of his check going into his 401k. Um <laughs> So, uh, since it's a non-tip club, he makes a fair amount of money hourly anyways, uh, plus a set amount of whatever tips that he, um, meals that he would actually serve as a bartender, which is very little. But despite it's a, that it's the fact that it's a non-tip club, he gets tipped the fucking all the time because <laughs> he's the bartender. So in between like the cash that he's got rolling in on a weekly basis and the fact that he puts half of his fucking check into a 401k, uh, he's doing all right. His wife's tried to convince him to fucking quit that job for years. But, but why would he? Right. He's got uh, he told me uh, at one point, fuck, he, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got a job that is basically a, a waitstaff job. So you wouldn't think that they'd have much of a career to it. But he's got like a couple hundred thousand in his 401k, maybe more than that. That's actually not a ton. Well, I, I could be I could be way off in the numbers, but he's been he's been putting half of probably a $500 check uh, into a 401k for like the last 18 years. Well, yeah, and that's what people should be doing, right? right Just sitting right. there and doing the standard like 5% is not going to get you a full retirement, especially if you don't have something like a pension. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and I'm lucky enough that my work matches what I put up into it up to 5%. <laughs> like they don't match after that, but that's still a nice little bonus because I know a lot of companies don't do that at all. Is that really much of a thing anymore? Like I, it seems like every company, well, at least every company I've ever worked with matches the first right. five. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Uh, but I know I have talked to people that uh, don't have that. I guess it depends on the company. Uh, I guess that's the definition of a shitty company as opposed to the standard of a good, of a good one at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I would like to work on other retirement plans. Uh, this being one of them, really. Uh, it'd be nice to be able to supplement uh, my income with something that uh, doesn't require a kiss and rich people's ass for the rest of my life. Uh, and even if it does, you know, if I ever have to retire from that, uh, this I can keep on doing until the day I die for the most part or lose my senses, in which case I won't care, really. Yeah, you're already halfway there. Exactly. Oh, let's see. What else do we have today? Uh, did you see the Central Park dog story? Do we, do we want to talk about that? It's racist stuff, stuff again. I'm not really sure if I'm in the mood for it. Well, how about you? 
No, somebody needs to kick that woman in the fucking uterus for choking that dog like that. But other than that, I don't care about either side. They're both being dicks. Right, right, exactly. Well, she's the one who's going to pay for it. She already lost her job and all that good stuff and turned her dog into a shelter, too. So I guess there was a silver lining. Yeah, that dog. Yeah, watching that, I yeah, I wanted to throw that woman into the ocean. Oh, I didn't even watch the actual video. I couldn't do it. Well, when I saw the screen capture of her, like with the dog up in the air, I was like, well, okay, this is going to have a bias in the article. So I really should watch this video to have a better idea of the actual situation, but I couldn't do it. So uh, I read the article and the article is completely biased toward uh, against her, obviously. And from the screen capture, that doesn't bother me in the least bit, but I'm sure the actual situation is somewhere more in the middle of what that article said. Yeah. Yeah, they were both being douchebags, but yeah, the choke and the dog took that way fucking overboard, and that lady should never have an animal again. Okay, well, like I said, I didn't watch the actual video. Uh, the article said that she called the police and said that he was threatening her life. Did at any point he physically threaten her? No, he said something about like he'll take care of something and she wouldn't like it or something like that. Just some innuendo kind of towards it, but... Yeah, there okay, was never so, like an explicit threat or anything like that. Okay, well, he shouldn't do that. That's not right. Uh, and then you went over threats, basically a threat. Anyways, you know, that's that's basically a mealy mouth threats where you can cover your bases and so you can't get in trouble for it later. That's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you said, well, you know, I'll take care of that later or something like that, you're threatening me. Uh, that's not enough of a threat to call the cops, really. Um <laughs> I mean, that, at that point, she could have called up and said that she was worried for her safety. That would be completely valid. Uh, but to say he threatened her life off that, yeah, that's that's an exaggeration. Uh, so both of them did bullshit stuff. He made a mealy mouth threat that he could uh, plausibly deny, and she uh, greatly over exaggerated uh, something he said to her to make it something that was. And that part, and that part, of the article is right. Uh, in certain areas and stuff, that is a, a life threatening situation that she's putting that gentleman in. Because uh, while I believe 99.9% .9 of uh, cops are good people, um, depending on the situation, you know, they're coming in thinking that the guy threatened someone's life. You know, that's not cool. Okay, well, here's a good well, yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it could end up like the whole thing that just happened in, what, Minnesota with a dumbass cop that got fired now that was had a knee right into a guy's mm -hmm. neck and the guy mm -hmm. ends up dying. Exactly. Hey, Tenor, how you doing, boss? Hey, what's going on? Oh, you're Jesus really, really. Christ. Hey, Dalton, you had a rough day today, you contrary motherfucker. Uh, apparently. You are fucking low energy today, dude. <laughs> I could go off on some random rant and just start yelling, but I think I'd blow some people's eardrums. Apparently, my, oh, my microphone oh, gain is, is terrible right now. All you got to do is say fuck every other word for like 36 words. Yeah, I don't want to pull you. <laughs> Have you been listening, Tanner? Uh yeah, I've uh, heard some some of the shit. I didn't really, I didn't watch the cop with the knee in the neck, so I can't comment on it. I read some some comments from that thread that said the guy was blatantly an asshole and deserves everything he gets. So, uh, but I didn't watch the video. I did watch the video about the the chick with the dog and the other dude, and um, yeah. <laughs> the way she was throwing that dog around by its fucking neck was, uh, yeah, she was a little unhinged. So you said that she lost her job and she had to give up her dog. Well, apparently yep. the give up the dog part was voluntary. She voluntarily gave up her dog because, which doesn't surprise me because obviously she's not really a big fan of the dog in the first well, place. So, so I think by voluntary, they meant that they were contacted about it and they reached back out to her. I think there's mm. just a difference of forcibly uh, taking the dog said, or voluntarily giving it up. Right. Yeah, that's like a, that's right, like a right. a, a, a mental hygiene order here in, in New York State. They call it a, a voluntary vo voluntary um, mental hygiene transport, but it's not fucking voluntary. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, a couple questions for you. First off, you saw the video. Did what he say constitute a, a threat under law? I didn't hear a threat that, from the video I saw. He started filming after the confrontation had already begun. And she was saying, you know, you threatened me or, or, you know, she called the cops and said she's being threatened by an African-American or whatever. 
So he started the video late. So he very well may have said something that, that, that set her off or set her into a tizzy. Ryan, but you said uh, Ryan, he, Ryan saw the saw the video. Ryan, what did, do you recall what he said exactly? No, so that part was in the video. There was uh, in the thread. Where oh, I Jesus. Now I can barely hear you, dude. God. You're completely gone now. Okay, why don't you try resetting your stuff while me and Tenor go over it a little bit? You got you got a minute, Tenor, to hang out so that he can try to fix his shit. Yeah, we'll let low energy, low energy, take care of his shit. Yeah, no kidding. How okay, so now? that that's a little bit better. Yeah, that's. What do you think, Tenor? How's he sound? Uh, can you say do re mi fa sol la ti do? Big. <laughs> Great, fantastic <laughs> shaved balls. That sounds okay, well, better than you. Actually, you sounded right from the jump street. You sounded different today. When 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 the show started, you had like a weird echo, like you were a caller, like you're talking off of headphones, like me. And now it sounds completely better, way better than it was when you when you first started the, the show. I, abs- I I thought maybe you changed your mic or something when you started the show because you sound completely different, kind of like weird, like you were talking through a tin can. I'll be honest, so both of you guys sound out. quiet to me. Uh, I at least figured out my part is I had to install a camera for a web conference earlier. And I think the mic on that was picking up some sort of weird interference. So I just unplugged it. Hmm. So if we're better, we're better. I don't yeah. think Tenor doesn't sound soft to me. Okay, and I don't. Uh, I see two. Oh, that's because I'm hard as a rock, talking to you. Okay, now you sound now you sound distorted, but louder. And <laughs> and uh, you know what? Let's it, fuck it. Let's just keep on going. <laughs> well, it'll sort itself out. I'm sure that people don't want to hear us talk about our technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Now you're now we can't hear Ryan at all. But anyways, Tanner, I just want to shoot this shit, boys. Jesus Christ! Does does nobody have a mic that works now? Okay, now my question for you, Tenor, is uh, if the guy had said, uh, "Yeah, I'll be back to do something about that," I think that's what the quote was, or something similar to that. That uh, did, would that constitute a threat to you? You you can't uh, offer of just uh, quoting somebody on paper. Are you quoting it over a podcast? That gives me no context. You know what I mean? Like there's certain ways that you articulate certain things in certain circumstances that either constitute it as a threat to you or not. You know what I mean? So just, just saying, I'll be back to take care of that. Well, you're going to take care of what? You're going to change the tire on my bike. You're going to, you're going to take care of the dog. What are you going to do? Or you get into a heated confrontation and all of a sudden she says, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Punch me in the face? Well, I'll be back to take care of that. There's there's some there's some context there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that so the, the actual like so the the transcript of this right is the the guy says, "Ma'am, dogs in the ramble have to be on a leash at all times." The sign is right there. She says, "The dog runs are closed. He needs exercise." He comes back with, "All you have to do is take him on the other side of the drive outside the ramble, and you can let him run off leash all you want." He says, that's too dangerous. He says, look, if you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you're not going to like it. And she says, what's that? And then he tries to call the dog. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, 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 and you said it very calmly. And I would say that that's fairly threatening. Okay. Now, does that justify her calling the cops and saying uh, uh, that a, a, a black man threatened my life? I think she's an African American guy. Uh, threatening well, my life. First off, you, you can't ever tell somebody how they should take something or how they should feel about mm-hmm. something. If mm-hmm. she's feeling, and this is going to be like this whole psychological little tenor getting into cop and victim shit, you can't tell somebody who perceives himself as a victim how to feel. Now, okay. in my in my personal opinion, was she way over the fucking top? Just just based on what I saw of the interaction, I didn't see what what Ryan um, said, what the quotes were. But from what he quoted and what I saw as the guy's demeanor when I saw the piece of the video that I saw, I would say yes, yeah, she fucking took it way overboard. However, you also have to, when you're looking at things objectively, you have to take in her mental mind frame, her life experiences. 
She could have been fucking raped. She could have been beaten. She could have been in domestic violence situations. So all these things you have to take into account where as a, as, as a third party bystander, just seeing an incident, you can't say, well, she took it way out of proportion. Well, we don't fucking know her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, and I'll be honest, after Ryan giving me the exact quote, uh, my sympathies swing toward her just a little bit, because as far as I'm concerned, the guy threatened her dog. You know, he basically said, you know, I'm going to fuck up your dog, and then started calling her dog. And that's not right. cool, at least, but I, that might not, I can't say that feels threatening to my life, but I would definitely be in a life-threatening altercation there in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, like I said, you, you, yeah, you have to... We, we tend to look at things very subjectively. Would I have called the cops? Would I have freaked out like that? No, but I have certain life experiences that, that deem what my demeanor would be. And, and I can't necessarily look at her and say, well, she, she went ape shit for no reason. Well, we don't know what the hell she's been through in her fucking life, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. So once again, uh, it's funny for me reading an article and not watching the video because the article is so biased right off the bat. I can tell uh, that, you know, no matter what they're saying, that the truth is definitely somewhere in the middle. Uh, that being the case, um, it's hard to like her voluntarily giving up her dog or having her dog taken away from her. Good. That's what should happen to her. I honestly don't think she should lose her job for that kind of shit, though. And, and it's already happened. So it's a done deal. It's a PR thing. Again, yeah. like a, a company has no loyalty to you as a human. Yeah, see, yeah. I was always, I've always been of, of the case that what you do outside of work, as long as it doesn't directly invoke your company, like if she worked for Procter & Gamble and said, yeah, it said something like, I work for Procter & Gamble and this African-American man is threatening me, somehow invoked you know, their business and involved them with it, with it. If they haven't done that, I don't really think it's fair that companies can fire you for shit that's got nothing to do with your job. Right. Well, that's self-preservation. That's that's a cover. That's a CYA thing for right. them. Um, I I understand where they're coming from, but I'm of of the belief that is society any better because now we have one more unemployed person? No one should lose their ability to to take care of themselves financially over a fucked up mistake or a fucked up confrontation or a slip of the tongue. I'm not saying these, these were anything that had to do with her, but when people like a lot of people told, we're talking, my mom is a huge uh, animal rights activist and she went down to New Orleans after, after Katrina and started saving all the dogs from New Orleans. And she started uh, New Orleans, no kill, uh, which is a, a, a big non-for-profit organization that helps uh, dogs not get euthanized down there. So when, when that whole thing with Michael Vick start, came about, you know, when everybody would ask my opinion on that, I'm like, well, the dude, you know, when he was coming back into the NFL after serving his, his time and they're saying, well, that's bullshit. They shouldn't let him play football. Well, you know what? The dude served his time. You shouldn't take away his ability to financially make a living because he fucked up, in my opinion. And that might be a, a people might not agree with me there, but no, he did his time. No, I agree with you 100%. I think the guy's a dickhead, and I hope horrible sure. things happen to him. But he has every right to make his uh, way in life. That He's already paid for his crime. If you don't exactly. like the fact that he paid enough, well, that address that to the legal system, not to the person that, the, that was the recipient of the legal system. Right, right. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this whole cancel culture shit for for pe mistakes that people made or something they said in a fit of rage. Because I say a lot of stupid shit in fits of rage, and and yeah, <laughs> that could yeah. be me at some well, point. Yeah. Okay. And what do you oh, think, Ryan? Ron Bean's getting us all fired. Yeah. Yeah. You think? So? <laughs> I don't. Know, but what do you think, Ryan? Do you think it? Do you think that there's ju there are justifiable times for someone to be fired for doing something that was not considered legally a crime? No, I, I don't agree with it. Uh, the problem is, though, is it's not about what is right. It's what impacts a company's bottom line. So mm -hmm. if you are a PR problem, they're going to just cut bait. And it has nothing to do with right or wrong. It has to do with ones and zeros. Right. But right. When, did, when did it suddenly become a PR problem? People have committed crimes, social, have been assholes. Media. Yeah, social, social media. media. Yep. Jeez, and God, I hate saying because I love social media, but God, that is a fucking curse of it, really. Because people have been assholes their entire life. Uh, companies didn't start firing for it because just because they are associated with it. I mean, twenty years ago, when someone did something stupid, you'd never even consider asking where the guy fucking worked. It had nothing to do with the matter. 
Right. Well, yeah. I mean, 30, 40 years ago, Uncle Fred says something super racist. There's not LinkedIn that you can find out where he works. And then there's not Twitter from there for the pitchforks to come out and dominate their timelines until they have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's sad. I mean, it, it shouldn't be like that. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you have not done something legally wrong, well, you're just an asshole and karma will get back to you in other ways. Uh, but I don't think that people should have like that type of ramifications uh, financial wise. If legally they, in the court of law, they didn't do something. And if they did something in a court, you know, legally in a court of law, the world, then they'll take care of that shit too. You, you shouldn't get involved in that matter either. Yeah. Regardless, so like Ryan said, it's a, it's about the company's bottom line and the ones and zeros. Yeah. And, and this is this is where we're at. It doesn't matter what you think Jay, or what I think. You know, probably everybody that does this shit thinks the same thing. If it would happen to them, but but the bottom line is this is where we're at. This is the mess we've created with fucking social media, with social justice, with with racism in all facets, mainly against fucking white people. Uh, but you, but, but we, but, but people of color can't be racist against white people, right? Because they're never in a position of power to, 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 to be racist. This is the shit that we're telling the youth, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not only is it accepted to be racist towards whites, it's lauded, <laughs> it's applauded. Yeah, and you know, uh, being a uh, white guy living in Detroit, I've ran into racism. I can tell you one hundred percent true. It because uh, people, oh, it, uh, you know, it's because they can't be racist because they're never in a place of power. Well, then you'd never met a lot of black people because a lot of them are in positions of power, uh, if not economically, at least at the in, at the moment, so to speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, which is also stupid on other levels because there's all kinds of financially uh, successful. Uh, you know, businessmen and women uh, that are black. It's I, you know, Detroit wouldn't be around if it wasn't for for a lot of them. Um, and uh, but I do believe that for the most part, uh, it's less of a problem just because numer- numerically speaking, it has to be less of a problem. There's more white people than black people, so obviously more white people oppress black people than black people oppress white people. It's just math. <laughs> check this situation check check this story out that i got for you guys check 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 this story out that i Mm -hmm. i sat on a hiring board last year for a clinical counselor so i sat on the hiring board okay so i got all these uh cover letters resumes um diversity statements from every applicant on um on, on why they should get the job so I go down and I write them. I, I spent, I, I threw myself into it. I, 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 when I do something, I want to do it well. I don't want to half-ass it. So I spent tons of extracurricular time, hours, pouring over all these applicants, rating them on certain things, making notes on them. So I, I go in and we're, we're, we're going to talk about the applicants and, and the lead clinical counselor who's heading this group up says, okay, well, um, we don't have a lot of diversity in the pool. There's a lot of white males and we're really looking for a female, preferably a female of color. And she, and then she keeps hammering this down. We want to do this as legally and as ethically as possible, blah, 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 blah. And she throws those buzzwords out multiple times throughout this spiel, legally, ethically, legally, ethically, a lot, a lot of white males, you know, this is what we're looking for. And then finally she comes out and she says, now I asked my higher up. If, if the best candidate for the job is a white male, can I go ahead and make that job offer? And she said no. And everybody sat there. There was white people on the board. There was women on the board. There was black people on the board. And she said, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, wait, wait a minute. And I, I, I raised my hand and, I, you know, I put myself out there. Maybe sometimes I shouldn't. But, you know, when something's wrong, it's wrong. And I said, I can't believe that you sit here and talking about doing this legally and ethically. And you basically just told us that we're eliminating a whole category of people based on, on gender and race. I said, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if you sat here and said, well, Jim Smith looks good on paper, but, but he's a black male. We got enough of them. We don't need no more of them around here. I said, I couldn't imagine you saying that and you wouldn't. How is this any different? And everybody looked at me and actually agreed, but I'm the only one that would fucking say it because fuck them. 
Well, what you're yeah. talking about is the it's the diversity. No offense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and we're going to do really this hard. ethically, and we're going to do it in relation to our company guidelines, but there's always a but. Yeah, man, and and I was the but. I was the ass because I fucking brought it up and I stepped down, and and I was but willing it's such to deal a nice with any little one. Yeah, I was, and I was willing to deal with the, with the repercussions. See, that's what I don't get. Racism is racism on any fucking level. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's towards whites, towards blacks, towards Native Americans. It doesn't fucking matter. But social media and leftist ideas, and I know you're kind of left wing, and I'm not, I, I don't get too political. This is about as political as I get, but this really caught me wrong. It has taught society that it's okay. It's all right to be racist towards white people because we can't be racist. They're in the position of power. And that fucks, that fucks me up. Yeah, well, no, you got to the point fine. where everything has to have its fucking quota, and you're catching it right there on the extreme of basically, oh, we have enough white people. We need to kind of hit hit some of our other demographics here to make it look like we care. It's the same right. thing that was happening in reverse with a lot of like the Ivy League schools where they stop letting in Asians because there's too many of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and that, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, once again, it should be one hundred percent merit. If that means our colleges are filled with Asians and Indian uh, uh, students, well, fucking a. They apparently they're better at it than we are. Um, yeah, I don't think there should be any kind of you know uh, requirements or what's the word I'm looking for. You know, it just should it should just be a free for all. Whoever's the best at it, that's that's how it works for athletics. They don't they don't all of a sudden say, oh well, you know. Yeah, we've got too many uh, white guys playing baseball. We're going to get rid of a whole bunch of them and put in black guys. I know you guys thought I was going to go in a, with a different direction with that. <laughs> no, it, it, should, it should always be the best person for the job based on merit performance. Right, exactly. Um, and and, it, and it's it's clearly it's not. Um, but that that's my political rant. I'm sorry, guys. It's about as political as I get. I usually get pissy when you guys get super political, so I apologize for bringing that shit up. But, yeah, that, that yeah. it just strikes me as, as – as, completely wrong and in, in how our society's really fucked up among other that, things that's okay well, let's you're change just talking about it from a just a logical standpoint it makes yeah. complete sense like exactly. the only time that you can look at kind of diversity and using it as a deciding factor is if you have two candidates that have essentially the same experience and there is something to be Thank said you. of having like a different voice in the room or a different background in the room but that doesn't really take the place of like actual skill no, right. you're you're right, and it, it, that's and that's perfectly fine. If if they're of candidates of equal skill and experience, and you want to go with one that you have less of, uh, that's perfectly fine. In that case, it is a good idea to give someone the minority a chance over the uh, over the uh, white guy, basically, uh, because they shouldn't be given extra chances because they're minority for a reason. They have disadvantages. It's one hundred percent true. It's not like they're coming from a place where they're lying about all this shit about having less opportunities. That's true. They do have less opportunities. Uh, so I have no problem at all where, where, with everything else being equal, giving them the chance. It's just, like you said, it shouldn't be reverse racism to, that accomplishes it. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying with reverse racism, but, but there's no such thing, man. It's fucking racism. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah I, I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to chastise you, but racism is racism. There's no reverse anything. It's fucking right, racist. Right. All right, you know let's change I mean. the subject, guys, a little bit. Something a little bit later, <laughs> more later hearted. Do you guys see? Okay, you, you guys are aware of uh, what the Justice League Snyder cut, correct? No, no, I'm not a comic book guy. Okay, this is a movie thing. You guys have all seen the the that horrible bomb of a movie, Justice League, before, correct? Negative. You've never seen I've Justice seen, League. I've seen oh. it, but I've tried to keep it out of my mind. Okay. Okay. One of the reasons people say that it sucks so bad is because the director, Zack Snyder. Uh, had to, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but had to leave halfway through the movie and they brought in Josh Whedon to like totally redo and re and remake the movie. So he reshot a whole bunch of shit and finished up the movie. Uh, supposedly there is a Zack Snyder cut rough cut that's been lying around for years that people claim is way, way better. Um, that's neither here nor there. What I wanted to talk about today was the fact that apparently this Zack Snyder cut that they're, they're going to finish and release is fucking four hours long. Um, how much well, better? You'll watch it. How much? Yeah. I don't know. You, about fucking, that. you fucking dorks will cream in your jeans over that shit by the special edition disc and everything. 
Well, I'm not a huge DC fan. <laughs> uh, but the first movie was routinely uh, described as fucking horrible. How much better can the the, the recut? Because you got to remember, it's the same movie, which is I would assume the same basic plot. They couldn't have had that. I mean, oh, I was going to say they couldn't have cha- had that much that they could change. But on the other hand, they're coming up with a fucking four hour movie. How much was cut out of this movie to make the the first one? Holy shit! Because you know the first did, movie was like an hour and a half. Did the did the original director, what's his name, the Snyder guy, did did he get fired or something? I think so. I can't. You know, I I, I should know this stuff. I'm a nerd. Well, but, you know, if, if if he got fired, it's it's completely plausible that they fucking cut it and chopped it up just to tank the movie to make him have uh, like uh, to to fuck him up in his career. I mean, stranger things have happened. Right, right. Well, let's, let's find out. Uh, I think the only way they can really improve that piece of shit is if, like, the additional, you know, two hours is roughly an hour and 45 minutes of Gal Gadot's ass, and that's it. Mm. Oh, is that that Wonder um, Woman chick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's a good-looking okay, well, woman. Apparently, apparently, there is a couple reasons. Uh, the main reason being that his uh, daughter killed her him, herself, which so it's a sad thing. Um, but apparently that apparently the, uh, the studio had been giving him problems during the entire movie that they wanted, uh, the film to have more humor, more like the, uh, Marvel films. And he wanted something like a darker, grittier look. Um, so after his daughter died and he left the project, they brought in Josh Whedon, who does, you know, that kind of movies, uh, and which is how you ended up with what you had, uh, all this being the case, it might not be a bad movie altogether. You know, uh, they're saying that they gave on the chat box, or Archie said they gave him money to reshoot stuff. So it's not just a recut. Um, but he's also saying it's probably going to be a a, a, a fucking uh, suck because Snyder's a hack. So I guess I guess we'll see you know, how it goes. Yeah, I just I think it's going to suck because everything DC has been god awful. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, everything you know uh, from Fox, it's it, there's like three levels to it. Marvel pretty much hits it out of the park every time. The, even their worst movies, like a six or a seven, and most of them are eight or eight and up in my book. Uh, then you have the Sony version of Marvel, which is a lot more hit and miss. Uh, that's where the X Men movie co- movies come into play. Uh, the Spider Man movies uh, before the ones that they're doing with Marvel. Um, the fa- the Fantastic Four movies, which were routinely all fucking horrible, both the old ones and the remake. Um, so they're a lot more iffy. Uh, like the Ven, I haven't seen it yet, but Venom's uh, like from Sony as well, because apparently way back when, um, they paid not much money and got the the uh, rights to a whole bunch of Marvel's uh, different characters. Um, it's funny though, they as good as Sony did, they could have done better, and I'm not gonna have the right numbers correctly. Um. But I believe Marvel, the comic book, not the Marvel universe, uh, movie people, offered the uh, Sony the rights to all of their shit for like twenty million dollars, and uh, Sony said, "Yeah, most of your shit is we're not interested in. Uh, we'll give you like twelve million dollars for the X Men and and uh, um, uh, Spider Man, or and a couple other characters, and which is why Sony has like maybe eight or nine or ten Marvel characters that they have rights to." And the sub rights to all the characters that are involved in with those characters instead of everything because they, did, they didn't want to pay like another eight million dollars. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I guess I don't know much about that stuff. Yeah. Well, so it's a case of while well, they made a, a good deal, but they passed up was end up being a far better deal down the road. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So sorry. <laughs> so I, 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 I thought I knew that one was a long shot. Um, uh, in other news, I'm dog-proofing my house for the, the summer summer weather. Um, as I've mentioned before, we have a couple dogs and uh, window air conditioning. And now that it's getting hot, I don't want to leave the door open uh, for my dogs to come and go. Uh, I have a door here in my den that opens up into the breezeway. And the breezeway has a door that has one of those mesh screens on it. So the dogs can just push their way in and out. And so I don't have to worry about bugs getting in. But I don't have to go open the door for them. Now that it's getting hotter, I don't want to keep uh, this door to my den to the breezeway open because we're going to be letting all the air conditioning out. Uh, however, uh, I'm not always back here. And we want the dogs to be able to go in and out. Um, 
So what we came up with, and I'm sorry for the get on this. Uh, you guys can make fun of me in advance if you'd like now, or I can actually explain it. Uh, uh, you ever been into like a commercial supermarket with a walk-in freezer or anything like that? Are you talking about the plastic strips God. that hang over it? Yes, goddamn right. I just ordered some today. Oh. It'll be back. they'll be on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Jay! Why didn't you just get a goddamn dog door? They a don't dog cost door? That much. They're not that hard to install. Well, I don't know. Jesus because... fuck! Boy, this is cheap too. It's like I think it was like eighty bucks. You know, uh, uh, there's there's like a little uh, track that you that you hook into the door frame above it, and it's like four foot by seven foot, and you hang the little strips up there, and it'll work perfect. God. Damn it, Jay. The the door the door is still oh, only going to be cracked open a little bit for them to get an out. I think between the door not being barely open and the strips, it'll work out pretty good. Uh, because because uh, there's no way I could install a dog door. I don't have any dog door tools. Hire one of the you got you ha- you have you to make with. a sign. Yeah, what's that? Someone's got to make a sign to someone's got to make a sign to put above it. Put like a ice cold beer sign right above the plastic strips that hang down. Or your cave or whatever, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, you got to remember my, you know, it's going into my breezeway, which is already pretty beat up from the water damage and the other things that happened to it before I got the house. So it's not like that's it's where going you, to. That's where you, you know, left, make... right? Yeah, that's where I left. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So, which, which is one of the reasons why I, one of the many reasons I uh, work out before I go to work, uh, because it's not air conditioned or cooled or anything like that. So I want to get in there before it gets too hot. You know, there's not a chance in hell I'll be able to go there after work and when it's like 85 degrees in there and shit. Uh, normally, when I work out around 5 a.m. or so, it's uh, somewhere between 60 and 8 and 75 in there most of the time, which is hotter than I like it, but it's still, you know, not horrible yet. How hot was it where you live today, uh, guys? Uh, about 85 or something like that, I think. It was pretty warm. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. It's 90 right now, actually. 90. It's warm today. Yeah, it was fucking yeah, 97 hit, here. Ooh, right. holy fuck. I can only hit like warm. just over 80 here. Yeah. Yeah, wow, 97, 97 here today. Fucking hot. Try wearing a bulletproof vest and a black uniform in this bullshit. Damn. You know, I always uh, thought that people that had to work outside on a semi-regular basis should be able to wear a lot, a lot lighter uniforms. The valets, uh, valet, valets at our work all wear black t-shirts and shit. I'm like, that's fucking horrible. Couldn't they have picked any other color for you guys? <laughs> any yeah, other color. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> but I did construction in Florida for a long time, so I'm like, the heat doesn't bother me that much, so I'm definitely not complaining because I was bitching about the snow we got and the sleet and rain and bullshit we had for three weeks straight, so... I yeah, definitely am not. I'm not bitching, but I am. I am just observing that it's pretty fucking hot today. Yeah, yeah. Me and the wife are looking for looking ahead in the weather schedule to decide whether or not we want to turn off the heat on the hot tub and suddenly turn it into a pool. Because <laughs> we today when we got it, I, when we got in after my workout, we could already tell that it, it's just not comfortable once it gets warm enough. You know, uh, if it's 80 degrees out and you get into 104 degree water, it's well. I'm sure it still has the therapeutic. Uh, properties on your muscles it's not comfortable anymore it's not you know i, we, I was out of there in like 10 minutes where is mrs passive J right now uh watching tv probably fucking with the dogs <laughs> that's what get she that uh, little, get that little cupcake to call in i want to talk to her <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe, on, maybe on a different show <laughs> she she said she, she sent me a pm and said that she's heard many good things about me yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've talked to her about you before, explaining the show and such. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, she said she keeps on saying she's going to call in one any time, one of these times. I I'm discouraging it, but uh, eventually I think it's just going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, at first, I enjoyed her listening to the show. Uh, then for a while, she stopped listening, and I enjoyed that more uh, <laughs> because a lot of times I don't think about what I say, and sometimes it's not shit I probably should be saying in front of her. Uh, but lately, she's lately she's been listening to the show again, so I need to watch myself. Yeah, I've got to go in a whole other fucking room. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and which is what I should be doing, but it's a small house, and I can't, I can't close this door. Otherwise, the dogs can't get past it to use the restroom. So yeah, she, it's she can listen to me do half the show live most of the time. So I, I, I can understand why she probably doesn't uh, like listen to or rewatch the show afterwards. All right. Well, you tell, let her know that I was, I was uh, talking about her. I was asking about her. All right. I'll, maybe, maybe I'll have her call in tomorrow. 
Uh, shit, dude, we, we got a couple more minutes. You guys got a topic you want to cover before we get out of here? Uh, I can, we can always go to my uh, mailbag of stupid fucking topics. Well, I, for one, am <laughs> actually surprised that you don't have like a super ghetto above ground pool. Uh, well, that's what the hot tub's going to turn into here, apparently, here in a couple weeks, because uh, I mean, we'll still run the filter and chlorinate it, and basically it'll just turn into a little tiny pool. Um, I wonder, uh, obviously it won't have quite the therapeutic value of not being as hot before, but if we run the bubbles and stuff, uh, I maybe, maybe I will still enjoy a good soak. I'm, I'm not sure. What do you think? Would it, it, you know, if you it remove the heat, zero therapeutic value without the heat, that's what the yeah, heat is for. That, that's kind that's of why I figured. sauna's good for you. Right. That's why kind of why I figured because she's like, well, just turn the heat off. I'm like, well, yeah, no, I mean, I suppose I can go a couple months without it as the therapy because uh, because I can understand her not enjoying it in the least bit. But I'm kind of thinking maybe we just go ahead and fucking leave it on and just, you know, if she wants something that uh, wants a pool that bad, just get a fucking little pool or some shit like that. If you do, it has to be in the most ghetto, like duct tape together pool of all time <laughs> uh, have you seen uh, it's not ghetto but it, those makeshift uh, the new thing is uh do-it-yourself uh cargo container pools uh which i which i don't understand i don't why does what's the big rage about making everything out of a cargo container uh, they're not i mean they're just a big steel box they're not something nothing special i have not heard of this Oh yeah, well you've heard of the cargo, the cargo mm. container houses and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've so heard I, of a, being a pool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that now. It was basically like two or three of them uh, hooked together, like two of them side by side, and then like a third one off to the side, so it made like a T. Um, and it, it looks, and then they just cut out parts, some of the walls and shit like that, to make it bigger. Uh, there's actually here in Detroit a couple <clears throat> cargo, cargo, a uh, cargo, cargo, cargo container uh, apartments or houses that they're doing right now. I think the first set of them are already done. Uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna, how much success they're going to have in that, but uh, there are people trying it as like a, a viable housing community. This is when you know, like, uh, like the way that we live in this country, pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, Detroit. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. They're, they're called shipping containers, I suppose, as opposed to uh, cargo containers. Detroit hey. Shipping Company. It's an actual thing. Let's see what pops up here. Well, I'll give you guys all the details. Do, 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 Detroit Shipping Companies. Oh, you know what? This is something different. <laughs> this is a restaurant. <laughs> My bad. Okay, we won't go into that today. That's probably you know too late for me to do research on the fly. Uh, you guys got anything else? Uh, no, I just wanted to, I wanted to cheer Dalton up because he was so low energy today. Yeah. Well, it, well, apparently it was just the way that everything was fucking hooked up. So that was fuck. <laughs> yeah. He has nothing to do with you and your fucking attitude at all. <laughs> hey, my attitude is fucking wonderful. Okay. I don't have issues. I don't cry after the fucking show. <laughs> Wait, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, we're going to go let Dalton take care of his anger issues. Uh, you know, I think it's because we never heard him open a white claw. I think that's what the deal is. You know what? With the way that the fucking show started and nothing worked, I, yeah, I have a white claw sitting here that I didn't even open. God See, damn. That, the show was cursed from the start. All right, I would like to thank Tenor for calling in. I always appreciate it, buddy. Uh, my co-host, Ryan. Uh, I'd like to thank the OG Army for showing up. We can't do a show without you guys. Ah. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 6. Ryan, you got anything? Yeah, I got two fucking things. So tomorrow, we need to make our picks for the fights this weekend, <laughs> which none of us know who any of these fucking people are. I know nobody. It's not even fun when you don't know who the fuck they are. Just yeah, pull up the pictures and go based on tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go. I go by uh, what their ethnicity is. Uh, there was a, a good joke uh, a guy told once. He was talking about boxers. Uh, I think it might have been Chris Rock. Uh, he said that you know, for you know, the toughness of a, a boxer is based on their ethnicity uh, and how and how much they've been oppressed. He goes, you know, because for every white guy out there that's a good boxer, there's a black guy out there ready to whip his ass. For every uh, good black boxer, there's a Mexican guy about to take him out. And for every good Mexican boxer, there's an American Indian ready to rail that motherfucker. Did we not just spend half the fucking show on racism, Jay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not Full my circle. Joke. It's not Full my circle. Joke. 
Blame Chris Rock. You guys have. Uh, what else do you got, Ryan? Um, other than that, I just have one other thing, and then hopefully the sampler will work now that I unplug that fucking camera. But uh, fuck all y'all. You guys have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Screw you, hippie! <laughs> it worked! <laughs>